son. If you're listening, I'm dead. But uh, I left you this podcast. You'll be all right. Just pretend that I went out for smokes. Oh, hello and welcome to the uh, Jordan Peterson podcast. I'm here with uh, comedy comedy sensation Matt Rife. Um, one of the bad boys of stand-up comedy who's got people mad at him. I guess I'll be Matt Rife. Oh, I did, yeah. I didn't oh, know whoever he wants we to do We don't do it. impressions. Yeah. I thought you were I banking on some. a sick Matt Rife impression. Mm, no, I guess I would just be like, yeah, they, 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 these, uh, these SJWs got me mad tight. You know? I thought that was a bit everybody was doing. I didn't know he talked like that until I watched oh, the special. Yeah. I guess he does. But I guess a lot of Gen Z does it. It's like their thing. Anyway, welcome <laughs> to the Alpha Smokes podcast, everybody. Sorry, I thought we'd do a little nice little cold open, but you got the, you get the gist of what we're doing. Um, welcome back. We hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. I um, how was your how was your Thanksgiving? Ah, it was fine. Yeah, days around it were better. I think Thanksgiving itself. Yeah, they were cool. I invited Sean, and he said, "No thanks. I don't want to be around your family." I um, said, and I wish. I said I don't want to spend uh, my day off on a train for four hours. Yeah. So instead, that's I true. just sat in my apartment alone. Uh huh. Did you w- eat anything? Wanted to kill myself. I did actually. No. <laughs> really? <laughs> I got a. You just didn't eat. No, no, no. I got a. There was there's a diner near me that actually did like a really good Thanksgiving. Oh, like, okay. You know, like four course thing. You give them fifty or fifty five bucks. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. I wish you were there because I got into an argument with my uncle about. War, just wars in general, and it ended up being like six on one. You but I held to, my own pretty well. You wanted me to fact check your uncle. I wanted me, to f- yeah, I wanted you to fact check my uncle. <laughs> Which is like this fucking weird, quiet anorexic guy shows up to your Thanksgiving <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, starts yeah. fucking arguing with your family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Like yeah. things that would help his cause. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who's just, this twink? Just, just the guy who hasn't said anything all night. <laughs> just. Didn't really eat anything. He's nervous. He had, that you're he all had, fighting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. he's, like, gotta, <laughs> he's gotta go to the bathroom and start hyperventilating. <laughs> half a piece of uh, pumpkin pie, and I'm like, yeah. oh man, I'm full. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just turkey, no gravy. <laughs> no cranberry sauce. Um, but I told my uncle that he didn't see any combat when he was stationed in Germany during the Vietnam War. Oh. And he was like, oh, Really? He was like, I would have gone if they asked me to. <laughs> but that's good, though. So it's it like, fun. oh, wow, you didn't kill any innocent people, you yeah. coward. Yeah, yeah but, but, they're, but they're, so, uh, they're so bloodthirsty. Yeah. You know? They love, they love going to war. And then, uh, so, but yeah, you know, it's like, it's over so fast. You, you, you sit in traffic, you eat dinner, and then you, you go home. But uh, uh, Friday morning, Deb went to, um, she does Black Friday with her mom. So she woke up at like five in the morning to go to, <laughs> to go to a mall in Jersey to hang out with her mom. But she took Benjamin with her, so I woke up around nine and I and I went and I got a coffee and then I, and then I said I think I can go see a movie. Yeah. And I said, who the hell am I going to going to a movie? Manet. Yeah, like a noon. I went to a noon showing of uh, Flower Moon. Didn't have any seats, so I I but uh, Napoleon was available, so I went mm-hmm. and uh, I saw Napoleon. I went to a, I went to a movie. If you can yeah. believe it. There's a reason why one of those was sold out and the other one wasn't. Yeah. So you you got you and Johnny saw it yesterday. Me and Johnny saw it. Our producer Johnny, mm-hmm. a good guy. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? He brought me some wings. Bought mm-hmm. me some wings. Nice. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, uh, the movie itself, like, it's it's watchable. I was, like, entertained watching it, mm-hmm. but it's just... The reality of Napoleon Bonaparte is you can't tell his life... If, if you're going to do it from, like, the beginning of his rise to power to, like, his exile and death, mm-hmm. you just can't do it in two and a half hours. Right. You have to condense too much. And right. so the choices that Ridley Scott makes to condense and to just, like... Essentially, every battle in the movie, you're if you've watched the trailer, you've already seen all the action. Uh-huh. I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit, uh-huh. but it's like the majority of the movie is, oh, so this guy's like a, a school shooter in revolutionary right. France, right, right, and he he fell in love with this ran through girl <laughs> and gets cucked by her. <laughs> it's like, it's like, well, that was interesting, but that wasn't really the story of Napoleon, right? Now, I was really excited because I. Uh, did you see The Last Duel? I really liked The Last Duel. I love The Last Duel. And that's what made me excited for it, because it's yeah. like, I saw, you know, The Last Duel bombed, because uh, mm-hmm. it came out during COVID, mm-hmm. and so I saw it on an airplane, and I watched mm-hmm. it, I was like, Ridley Scott is back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great movie, and yeah. it's a smart movie, too, like, yeah. you know, as far as, like, modern fucking Hollywood shit goes, it's right. a smart movie. Right, So I thought... Because I think people are starting to wake up that a lot of times women lie about, <laughs> you know that stuff that's the underlying message yeah 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 because right before adam driver gets spoiler alert knife through the through the throat (laughs) he goes there was no um yeah but yeah but no i thought it was really uh well done i said the f word i don't know if we have to edit that for uh we're not on 10 minutes yet what f word no we're not yeah i mean i don't know we want to make money off you the listener i'm sorry Mm -hmm. you might you might hear a bleep there Mm -hmm. All right, but anyways, but regardless, the point was that mm. uh, the movie The Last Duel was good, and it was you know relatively smart. So I was like, oh, yeah. Ridley Scott can uh, approach this this great subject with like you know three dimensions and kind of what is The Last Duel about? I didn't see it. It's uh, these these knights in the Middle Ages, and Matt Damon is like, and they they tell you like each person's version of the story. So Matt Damon is this knight, and then he has a wife, and then Adam Driver. Um, uh, this world we live in. Grapes, his wife. Um, <laughs> you don't want to get demonetized. Yeah, I want to get demonetized. Oh, so he, Damon's wife. So he graped her in the in probably in the P U dollar sign dollar sign Y and the A dollar sign dollar sign. <laughs> she was uh, violently graped. <laughs> Damn, this is so stupid. I, this is so. I this is so stupid. Yeah. Um, what that we can't swear for the first. We should 10 be minutes? working in a coal mine, the three of us. We should all be on an oil rig instead of doing this, instead of censoring ourselves. But guys, just uh, like I said, three and a half more minutes, and we can say the full yeah. word. Um, so but they really they tell Matt Damon's story. About Scott. <laughs> <laughs> but they tell Matt Damon's story, and then and then when they tell Adam Driver's version of the story, it's like then Matt Matt Damon is revealed to be this kind of like brute, you know. Because at first you're like, oh, that's the guy was defending his honor and his wife, but then in the other version they go, ah, this guy's an you go, this guy's an idiot. Yeah, yeah. They tell like three different perspectives. So you get Adam Driver, Matt Damon's, and then the woman who was graped. You get her perspective as well, and then Mm -hmm. they fight a duel over it, and it kind of deals with like she was graped and she was also pineappled. That's not code for something else. It is like the first 10 minutes of a YouTube podcast mm-hmm. is like waiting to get out of your prison sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just thinking of like, when I get home, all the slurs I'm going to say. Yeah, it's like <laughs> it's like waiting for school to be over <laughs> on June 16th. <laughs> the bell rings and you go, boop. Um, 
But yeah. But anyway, so Last Duel was great. Last Duel was great. And it was like, and you know, it kind of dealt with that, you know, patriarchal society. And I guess there was maybe like, if you want to be critical of it, there's a bit of moralizing, a bit of putting contemporary values onto these like medieval values, but he Mm -hmm. didn't go over the top with it. It was, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a good, very good movie, recommended. I loved it, honestly. Yeah. And so I was excited to go into Napoleon. And, and it's funny that Ben Affleck kind of got the bad role in that. He's got that. He's like the Lord with the bowl haircut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the other guys are playing like knights that kill each other. I love those movies where like guys with bowl haircuts, because it's set in the medieval world, like uh-huh. beautiful women are interested in them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, this is my kind of movie. This is the kind of yeah. movie star we need mo- more of. We yeah. need more dudes with bowl cuts <laughs> to become Hollywood sex symbols. <laughs> right. Like Ben Affleck, if you're listening, I will pay you money. I mean, you have way more money than me, mm-hmm. but I'll suck you off. I'll, yeah, you know, right. sucked off by if, Sean. If you want to just wear a bowl cut mm-hmm. in public mm-hmm. and bring it back, imagine he gets where he's like uh, getting uh, B L O W N by <laughs> Jennifer Lopez, and he just hears that you want to suck his dick, <laughs> and he. Uh, <laughs> He tracks us down. Yeah, well, who could blame him? Yeah. Uh, one more minute, guys, and we can curse. Yeah. Um, yeah, unlike your Latina wife, mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck where you were last night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Gotta censor both of those. Yeah. Um, uh, we're never gonna monetize okay. this podcast. No, 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 no. We are. We are. Just calm. Just uh, don't worry. Uh, but anyway, so let's let's get but, into the... Well, yeah, yeah. But that's just... The, uh, to finish the last dual thought, yeah. it was just... That's... Especially compared to Napoleon, mm-hmm. it's a very it's a smart movie. Mm-hmm. It's a three dimensional movie, and then mm-hmm. you see Napoleon, and it's just the most two D cut out, you know, BS. Mm-hmm. And like, there were parts of the romance with Josephine I liked, which you can talk about in a second. But yeah. Napoleon, the character as played by Joaquin Phoenix, mm-hmm. is it's just an abomination. It's it's like, I mean, it is literally British propaganda. Yeah. Which you have to remember, you know, Ridley Scott is an Anglo. Right. And Stanley Kubrick was going to make a Napoleon movie, but then the Anglo-occupied <laughs> government assassinated him mm-hmm. to keep the real story from coming out. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, I, a lot of the listeners probably heard this, but Stanley Kubrick, like, uh, a lot of the research he did on Napoleon, it went into his movie Barry Lyndon, which is yeah. obviously a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. But um, Kubrick had, like, index cards with every single day of Napoleon's life Uh while he was on camp, like, what he was doing every day. Uh Like, that's the scale of research Kubrick did. Mm -hmm. Though, good news is, apparently, Steven Spielberg uh, is working with HBO. They're going to make it a... Kubrick was so dedicated to his movies, he he had those index cards, and he made Shelley Duvall eat dog food every day (laughs) when they they were filming The Shining. (laughs) That's just how dedicated to his craft he was. (laughs) <laughs> like he brings her on for the Napoleon movie and like psychologically tortures her, then cuts yeah. all her scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I heard that uh, the the guy Scatman Crothers from The Shining, yeah. he was like on the Kubrick had him like on the verge of tears because he was like, I don't know what else you want from me, Mister Kubrick. Yeah, because he made him do like a hundred takes, like a hundred takes. Yeah. yeah, and then when he that that same guy when he worked with Clint Eastwood, <laughs> Clint Eastwood did like four takes. He was like, Are you serious? That's it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so Kubrick had a script for a Napoleon movie, mm-hmm. uh, which HBO's probably, or as of this year, it's the, they've announced they're going to turn it into a seven-part miniseries, mm-hmm. which is good, but it's like, obviously, it'll never be as good as what Kubrick would have done with the subject. Right. And that's another thing. You watch the the, re, the Ridley Scott Napoleon movie, or you and then you watch Barry Lyndon by Kubrick. There's so much color. It's so bright. Mm-hmm. And this is a, a, another thing, like, a lot of people were complaining about, but they're not wrong. It's mm-hmm. like... 
Napoleon and a lot of movies these days are just very gray, very bland. It's just yeah, not very uh, beautiful to look at. Yeah, you know, you you can't really get lost in the in the the majesty of yeah, that era. Dumbness. Right, you forget it's like they all dress like Sergeant Peppers and like the colors <laughs> were part of it. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, and, and like ultimately, this is relatively true in that you know the English won. And they dominated the world, and then the the U.S., us, the Americans, we took over their empire. Mm-hmm. And the world is a worse place for that. Napoleon was the good guy, mm-hmm. and so all of history since then has been English people slandering Napoleon and right. lying about him. Right. So uh, Ridley Scott gets $200 million uh-huh. to make this hit piece about Napoleon. Okay. Which, like, I could forgive if the movie was entertaining, yeah. or at least, like, you know, coherent, not condensed, not mm-hmm. rushed, mm-hmm. but... Uh, had a lot of problems. Well, I did like that they made him a simp. Right. You know? Because I think that's that's fine. Everybody's everybody's going to be a simp at some point, well, there no were, matter who you are. There were nice scenes. Like, I liked when he was, like, after he founds out, you know, Josephine is, like, cheating on him with some French officer. Yeah. He still marries her and, like, takes her out in public. Like, that's definitely a real feeling of, of just being proud to show off your ran-through girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> like, when you yeah, when right. like you meet a beautiful woman yeah, and yeah, she's of course, so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And of yeah. course, she's cool. She's, she's going like, to be ran-through. She's got, like, 70 <laughs> bodies. <laughs> And you're just you're just happy, like, like I don't like, yeah, I don't get Dude, guys. I so hard. I learned that lesson the hard way, like so hard, mm. with another with a different relationship. Just asking, you just you just can't do that. You, you have to accept that every every beautiful woman is ran through. Yeah, you like, can see them as as land. The way yeah. Napoleon conquered land, right? Josephine right. conquered cock, right? Yeah, they yeah. were just great at what they did. Yeah. And you have to just uh, like yeah accept that. Yeah. And um, the, the, I didn't even ask, but the most recent girl I was seeing, she gave me this number. She said it's less than fifty. I'm like, oh, yeah. oh, Why yeah. did you? Ask? I didn't ask. Oh, you didn't she ask. She up. just said that. Yeah, because she. Uh, yeah. Oh, I, I told this on the Patreon. I think she had. A, she has a list of every guy she's ever slept with, right. along with their fucking horoscope. Right. And so she knows how many names are on it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to, but mm-hmm. then. Less than fifty, you know. Yeah. Well, a, a, that's but forty-eight. It's like how many times Ehud Barak visited Jeffrey Epstein? <laughs> <laughs> it was more than ten, but less than 100. But a hundred. But a fifty body count is really like normal. It's like, pretty normal. It's it pretty is normal. normal. Yeah. 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 Not for me, but for people, it's normal. Yeah. For women, it's well, normal. In my head, I go fifty. That's my whole life. Like, I, yeah. you look at a, a life like Napoleon's. You go, I couldn't even. Yeah. Fuck fifty girls. Right. Just yeah. like. If in having a regular well, job. Scott falls in love. He's, he's, he has to be. <laughs> yeah, he has yeah. to be madly in love from the <laughs> like before, Napoleon before he puts his dick in someone. <laughs> in 2023, yeah. if you meet a woman who had fucked 50 guys uh-huh. in medieval times, she would be in a monastery. <laughs> she would never have had sex. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> that's right. the uh, that's the 2023 equivalent, right, right, of right. a nun. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I know no, it's so lo- it's so low. And it's like, but yes, I did. I liked that scene because it's yeah. like there is, you know, if you like your ran through girlfriend, like uh-huh. you, it's fine. It's it's yeah. great. You do, and so you could see Napoleon very much enjoyed showing off. His it's also like wife. it's also it's also not a deal breaker if you get cheated on. It's not really no. You know, no. Everybody, if she's sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, like being cocked is not the end of the world. Being cocked is not the end of the world. All the great, <laughs> really, all the great men of history. <laughs> Napoleon <laughs> was Here's cocked. the thing: if you're going to travel to other lands, yeah. your wife is going to have sex, gonna with, have other sex with other people. What are you, a homebody? Like, right. no, right? 
Right. You got to go and get shit done. Right. If you're going to be out podcasting at 7 o'clock at night, chances what else are. Is, your wife's gonna you're going to be gone for two hours. <laughs> you're out making what history. What else is yeah. she supposed to do? And your do? wife's really good friends with Michael Che. <laughs> you really... I mean, what do you think is going to happen? All the great men yeah. of history have been cucked. Napoleon, really? Sam Cooke. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. I yeah. Damn, you F- should have at least had a list Beethoven. of five. <laughs> yeah. FDR by... Beethoven uh, got cucked when he was in the room. FDR got cucked by his lesbian wife. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if it counts if she cucks you with a woman, but that definitely happened. Uh Do they talk about in the movie how when he went to Egypt, he was like looking for his Cleopatra? They don't talk about that at all? No. And they also like, I mean, that's the thing. So it's like just generally with this movie, okay, two and a half hours, not enough time, but Mm. they spend about half of it on the Josephine Napoleon romance, parts Uh of which I actually did enjoy. Yeah. Like, I think honestly, romance is harder to write than comedy. Uh And comedy's like the second hardest thing to write. Right. Because romance is like, it's so hard to make it believable. Right. You know, like if you're watching a movie, that's why most, vast majority of rom coms suck. Like, right. it happened one night in Annie Hall, or like the two best, and also maybe Manhattan's t- good. Manhattan's forgetting, okay. Forgetting Sarah Marshall is surprisingly yeah. Forgetting Sarah Marshall's good. Yeah, but yeah. there's like, you can count on one hand the number of like rom coms that Train actually. Train wreck. Some like it hot. We're just listing all stuff. the great, yeah. all the best ones, but. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like some like it hot. I mean, I know I it's liked like, it. It's not funny though. Yeah, yeah. It's some, yeah, some of the co- obviously old comedy doesn't always hold up, but mm-hmm. it happened one night. I think it's a funny movie. Mm-hmm. Anyways, regardless, uh, romance is very hard to write, yeah. and uh, so some of the scenes. Devin, I tried to watch uh, Sleepless in Seattle over the pandemic. Garbage, like, garbage, awful movie. What's going on there? Oh, that's the uh, it's AIDS Nora movie? Ephron, right? No, it's yeah. yeah the, oh no, that's Philadelphia. <laughs> 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 yeah. I have Sleep- seen Sleepless. Yeah, Scott, in that movie where Tom Hanks. <laughs> Gives Meg Ryan AIDS, <laughs> and they <laughs> sleepless in Seattle because he's so worried that he's dying of AIDS. <laughs> I've never seen. He doesn't want to go to bed because it'll be his last time. <laughs> That's the director's cut. <laughs> sleepless in Seattle because because I'm dying of AIDS. <laughs> oh boy. Uh. It's called You've oh, Got AIDS. God. I've seen You've Got Mail. You've Got uh-huh. Mail is good. You've got AIDS. You've got, you've got, got AIDS. AIDS. <laughs> <laughs> every Meg, every Tom Hanks and Meg. Yeah. When Harry met Sally and at the AIDS clinic. <laughs> uh, I've never when seen Harry, when Harry met Sally. I haven't seen any. I've heard mixed things. You know, when Harry, famous scene, when Harry met Sally's okay. Yeah. It's like there's a couple funny moments, and it's yeah. um. Yeah, and I'm the, trying to think of a yeah, a decent another decent romantic. Uh, well, comedy. it's like yeah, it's just it's hard to when you've actually like been in love or like really seriously cared about somebody, you know how complex that is. Right. It's like it's a really complex, difficult thing, mm-hmm. like just for you personally to navigate, but also for you to navigate with the other person, mm-hmm. and just like those feelings you feel and how they kind of make you change your behavior, mm-hmm. like. It's just it's 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 very difficult to write. It's very difficult to explain, and it's just like, and it's so hard to make people, I guess, relate to it. And yeah. uh, it's hard for people to believe it. I mean, people see it sometimes, and they go, "Impossible." Yeah, like, I wouldn't do that for those reasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, so I don't. It, so it's like vast majority of romance just falls flat because you know it's uh, it's it's shoehorned into every Hollywood movie, and you. And you watch it, and you've like had romance. If uh, hopefully, you know, God willing, you watch it, and you're like, "This is nothing what it's like. This is mm-hmm. not what my experience is." Yeah. 
And it's a lot of times it's a very kind of cheap simulacrum that actually makes you angry because it's just such a cardboard cutout. And, right. And then a lot of people go and they watch these movies and they're like, why don't I have that in my life? And it's like, right, no, right. because that's not what love is. Right. You're, it's, you're watching porn for love. Yeah. yeah. You know? You ever see uh, 500 Days of Summer? Sure. I hate fun, that movie. Yeah, it's a fun. It's a good. It's a good hate watch though. I yeah, I legitimately hate. Well, like yeah. I guess you know, yeah, I don't like that movie. Yeah, I don't remember what happens in it. He um, dates a girl for five hundred days, right? And then he, he meets Autumn at the end. I did that literally like, happens. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I did yeah, like yeah, the title card opens with calling her a bitch, though. That's like <laughs> yeah, that's I when you know like it's that. a really <laughs> really romantic <laughs> mo- movie that loves. That's women. when you know it was written by yeah by a guy who's just who's just in a good place in his life. Yeah, he calls his ex girlfriend a bitch. Yeah, um, do they have like, him curling up in her lap and shit? But you know what's funny is like that that movie they try to do this thing where it's like, oh, what's so annoying is they're like, she's so like quirky. Aren't you in love with her? And yeah. it's like she literally just every every bitch in two thousand seven acted like that. <laughs> literally, that's every girl. There is nothing like unique about her. Yeah, he goes to her apartment and she's got like wallpaper. She's got like wallpaper from the eighteen hundreds. Garden State was okay. It was better actually, was and that's it? like Garden State's well, great. Yeah. Well, that's that was what they were complaining about at the time in the two thousands. The manic pixie dream girl, mm-hmm. which is kind of the the self insert of like, oh, she's so like quirky and random, but she's right. she's gonna make the lonely man, you know, understand the joy of life and all that. Yeah. And Garden State at least did it a bit better, but yeah. I don't know. It's there's just so few rom coms that I don't just feel physically disgusted after I finish watching. Yeah. They need to make a movie about a guy who falls in love with, like, the lady who sells churros on the subway. <laughs> That'd be good. Yeah. But, yeah, so, so like, yeah, there were parts of the romance. They just cast Anya Taylor-Joy as the, as the, <laughs> as the churro lady. <laughs> They're like, what the fuck is this shit? She doesn't, she's not a churro lady. <laughs> she's got to wear, like, a fat suit. <laughs> Do they get to their breakup? I mean, what happens in the movie? There's a divorce. I know. There's uh, a, do they yeah. acknowledge it in the movie? Yeah, and they do part of it well. Though it's like, you know, I have a list here of some of the historical inaccuracies in the mm-hmm. movie, just mm-hmm. from ScreenRant.com. So can I just say real quick, what's interesting about Napoleon is he he's he was Corsican. But yeah. His family, and so Corsica's like a, it's like a, it's like a WAP island, yeah. right? Yeah. It's on, but it's Italy. But, yeah. Yeah. But... Napoleon's parents were wealthy enough to send him to Paris to study. Yeah. So he, but then when he went to Paris, everybody was like really French to him. Like they yeah, treated yeah. him like shit. So he would spend his time like reading. He would spend a lot of his time in school alone reading, which that's what I did when I was in school. My mom said when I was a kid, she would drive by the playground and I would just be like by myself or I'd be reading. Mm. So I guess I'm. I guess like I kind Napoleon. of identify. Kind of the Napoleon of this I'm podcast. I'm kind of like the Napoleon. In that you're getting cucked. <laughs> yeah, right now. In that yeah. you're short and you're getting cucked. <laughs> and you can't ride a horse. I'm actually average for the time. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, that is more British propaganda, that he what? was short. Oh, yeah. He's 5'6". Yeah. So when you go to defend him, you do sound like a short guy, but <laughs> he was just 5'6". He was like, average for the time. Yeah, he average. Yeah. Now, and why do they hate him? Just because he, he embarrassed them, he owned them? Yeah, I mean, they they had to form... That's another thing about the movie. It's like, okay, Napoleon's always portrayed as, like, this conqueror. And it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, sure, he invaded Russia. He definitely... He did some conquering well, in Russia, his time. Russia, Spain, Portugal. Yeah, he invaded a lot of places. He invaded yeah, Spain. Okay, yeah. yes. All right, fine. Napoleon is kind of a conqueror. I mean, Egypt, mm-hmm. but, but they kind of fucked with him. Well, let's just put it in the context. It's yeah. like, Napoleon, like, 
the the coalition, there were seven different co- coalitions formed against him, and the first one was they were invading revolutionary France because all the monarchies of Europe were freaked out that right. they just overthrew the king right. and you know had him executed along with Marie Antoinette. So it's like that's the first war Napoleon fought for France is a purely defensive one. Mm-hmm. And then they were like, you know, the British would never settle for peace. Like, he did try to pursue peace. Mm-hmm. He Most, like, in general, the wars... You know, because you have seven different coalitions over over the the span of his reign and the time that he's you know in the in the French military, mm. most of the wars were not started by him. Okay, you know what was that scene in the movie where he put down that royalist uh, uprising? That's how he got. That is true. Yeah. So it's like, and they were all were they unarmed? They were armed in real life. At least some of the royalists, but he, they were armed in real life. Some of them, yeah. But that's kind of fucked up because in the in the movie it looks like he's just shooting it, cannons it, into it, a yeah. mob. Because yeah. it's like okay, so yeah, like I guess just you know, just two hundred Ashley Babbitts in the is <laughs> is <laughs> wearing a Mike Pence Secret Service uniform, <laughs> but uh, for the French era at the time, yeah. yeah. Hey, good job, Napoleon. Thanks, <laughs> thanks for stepping up and protecting me. Mike Pence and Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> He's just with grape shot. He blows oh, yeah. apart two hundred Ashley Babbitts, mm-hmm. yeah. and then like four hundred CrossFit instructors go run to <laughs> cry over their corpses. Four hundred CrossFit instructors that they're cheating on their husbands with. <laughs> Pelosi's like, oh no, they died. But it, yeah, so Napoleon, like, okay, he's just kind of a, a an officer, and then of course the French Revolution breaks out, and that's the thing about revolutions, yeah, is it provides a lot of opportunity for advancement if yeah. you're in the right place at the right time and you make okay. the right decisions. Okay. So it's like Napoleon, kind of like us with Gaza. Yeah, yeah, right? we got an extra hundred dollars a month <laughs> because Israel decided to do a genocide, <laughs> and we wouldn't be like, no, we're just not going to talk about that yeah. or pretend it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Napoleon was like one of the only people or the only military officers in Paris at the time that there was this kind of like royalist mob that was, you know, you know, uh, kind of rampaging the streets of Paris, uh, to try to overthrow the revolutionary government. And so he just brought out cannons and just fucking wasted a bunch of, you know, civilians with cannons. And it's like, yes, yeah, some of them have weapons, but... Uh, apparently I read online that the, uh, the streets of Paris at the time were much more narrow than Mm -hmm. it's portrayed in the movie. Mm -hmm. So he just like, he probably killed more people than was even shown in the movie. Mm -hmm. But it's just like, it is one of those, let's say opportunistic things when you're, you know, like Henry Kissinger just died. Right. When you're that kind of Kissinger, Napoleon type figure, Mm -hmm. your goal is get power. Mm -hmm. And you don't really think about, I don't want to shoot innocent people. Get views, get Norman Finkelstein on your podcast, (laughs) even though you don't agree with anything he says. (laughs) Because you're secretly, because you don't don't have any backbone or principles. It'd be great if we were just faking everything we said. We're like... Uh, we're like, uh, uh, pardon this interruption, the sports show where they have like uh, scripts beforehand and they agree like which guy is going to take which that. side yeah. of uh, each sports debate. Yeah. So we just have a script of the episode mm-hmm. where we pretend to be pro-Gaza. Yeah. Um, but anyways. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Napoleon, like how he was able to kind of get in good with the revolutionary government was by being the officer who was willing to fire on just like a mob in Paris, mm-hmm. you know, at least some of whom were armed, but a lot of them weren't armed. Mm-hmm. You just blast them with cannons, and then they're like, oh, cool, we can rely on you. Mm-hmm. And then he's, uh, you know, he gets, uh, what is it, the Siege of Toulon? Uh, it's shown in the movie. I think the movie actually starts out really well, and then it kind of falls apart a bit. 
Do you think there's any chance that he had a little autism? Probably did, yeah. For yeah. sure. But that's the thing. It's like Joaquin Phoenix is just playing the Joker. Yeah, right. It's just like right. it's like you could you could finish watching the Joker and then watch this is a back to back feature right. about the Joker's great great grandfather. Yeah. Who behaved exactly like him. So I yes, yeah, right, right. Because I didn't know anything about Napoleon <laughs> going into it, but he did he did play it like kind of a like he was kind of a dummy. And it was very annoying because it's Wait, like he played it like a dummy. Well, yeah, he's like, um, yeah, he was like a little slow, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, he I, did kind of play it like the Joker. He did, yeah. yeah. And, and you're right because it's annoying because, like you were saying, like Napoleon read all the time. He was right. a brilliant man, like right, brilliant tactician, but also just like uh, the Napoleonic Code, mm-hmm. just from Wikipedia. Uh, the Napoleonic Code is the most widespread system of law in the world. <clears throat> it's enforced in various forms in about 120 countries. 120 countries. There's yeah. only like 200 some countries. The metric system is Napoleon. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's so you know this is this is created you know uh, under Napoleon's supervision in 1804. The number one rule is um, if a guy who's under five foot eight talks to you, you have to give him you have to at least give him a chance. <laughs> the Napoleonic Code. You made cannot. It. Yeah. Maybe. You cannot put guys only over six feet in your Tyndale bio. Uh, the Napoleonic Code made it illegal for women to shave their armpits. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyways, no, the point was, yeah, it's like, this is a written code of laws, and a mm-hmm. lot of the countries that he invaded and conquered, he you know brought the Napoleonic Code there, and they just yeah. didn't have like written... You know, a consistent legal system before then. Like, they would have, like, a patchwork feudal system where it would be like, there's sort of written laws, but not really. Like, the way it really works is if you know somebody in government, then there's rules. Mm-hmm. And if you don't know somebody in government, then you're just completely at their arbitrary whim. Whereas the whole point of the Napoleonic Code is a written code of laws where you, anyone can look up all the laws and know exactly what they are. And that is mm-hmm. progress. Mm-hmm. That is. Mm-hmm. Like, it is a much more fair world right. than just having kind of uh, arbitrary, capricious, um, quote-unquote, justice, yeah. where you're just like, oh, some guy has a fucking uncle who's like, you know, right. knows the Duke here, right. so he can fucking rape your sister, and there's nothing you can do about it. There's you no- know, I was thinking that tonight because my dishwasher broke <clears throat> tonight, yeah. and now I got to, like, call my landlord, and I'm like, now I got to go through this thing, I'm like, uh, is he going to fix it? What if he, like, jerks me around on this? But... um. <laughs> It's nice that you can access. It is nice that you can, the average person can access laws. Because where did people get find the laws before before Google? Did you have to go to the, like the library? Yeah, they just found out when their when their hand was laid on a table. Yeah, to yeah. Get cut off. Right, like, right. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's like you could go to. Well, it's depending on the system. You mm-hmm. go to the local magistrate or whoever the king's representative is or something. And you just kind of ask. Mm-hmm. Like, a mm-hmm. lot of times it wouldn't be written down. So, mm-hmm. And that's the thing, you know, uh, the uh, uh, historian Andrew Roberts, he wrote the book uh, Napoleon, A Life. Um, but he was interviewed by RTE, Irish paper. Um, and he has this quote that I liked a lot, which he, he talked about the lack of context in the Napoleon film. And he says, quote, it does not explain why the crowds are cheering him. Right. And you see that, mm-hmm. and it's like, the movie tells you exactly nothing about why anybody ever liked Napoleon. Ever liked him, yeah. And it's like, and that's the crazy thing, is this guy fucking, you know, he gets exiled, and then he comes back, and, you know, then loses at Waterloo. But he was able to, without a shot, just kind of land in France and then take it over because all the fucking troops are like, yeah, I'm going to go fight for that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's... And it's the same thing with Julius Caesar where, you know, yeah, they killed a lot of people, but there was a reason people at the time 
adored them. A lot of people at the time adored them. There's a reason a lot of people at the time preferred them to their enemies. Mm -hmm. And if you're not going to kind of deal with that, if you're not going to be realistic about it, then, I mean, it's it's just, it's a movie for for children. It's not... Because like, after he was exiled, didn't they didn't they put in a king after he went to Elba? Yeah, yeah. They put in like Louis the Fourteenth's brother or something, and they were like, "Now you're the king." That's yeah, why he was like very confident in coming back because everybody yeah. was so pissed how they handled him. He came, he came back, and then he was like, <clears throat> the the new king was like, "I'll send men to arrest him." Yeah, but then they but they all joined him. Well, and he and showed that, up with a thousand people too. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's pretty sick. Well, so I heard when he was in Elba, you know, I hear exile and I think of like a guy sad and he's barely got food and there's like a vulture, you know? (laughs) He's got a big Uh, long beard. But yeah, they just exile him to Elba and they chose Elba. One of the reasons is it's a smaller place than other places and wherever he goes, people are going to like this motherfucker. Right. Uh, Yeah, just captivating. But that thing you said about him reading, I was interested about that because everything I read about him, uh, it's like the way he approaches a lot of like Egypt, right, mm-hmm. is I know all about this. I embrace Islam. I mean, people say he's Muslim, some people. Um, Napoleon? Yeah, some people oh. will argue that he's Muslim because when he went into Egypt, he basically embraced Islam, mm. loved Muhammad. They were all like, holy shit, this guy's in on the prophet you know Muhammad. Mm. But now if you read his actual writings about it, it's like, I like Muhammad as a man. Mm. I like Muhammad as um They were just drawings like of Muhammad in his, in his journal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But as opposed to you know, I mean, you see He's it like, now. What are you gonna do, bitch? But you see it now with us. Versus he was the doing Middle Charlie Hebdo drawings, <laughs> where you have these dumb people who are like, "It's all bad. It's all bad." Their thought process is bad, and oh, then nothing Islam. gets accomplished, yeah, right? Right. Whereas he would walk into a place and go, well, "You can't win people over like that." Yeah. Um, and so he he kind of you, you he's like you know like the wigger of Egypt. He walks in like na 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 na. They're like, whoa! How do you know that song? He's mm. like, I've been fucking, I'm vibing on you guys. Okay. Other locations, he goes there. He's like, like the oh, Jack he's Harlow. He's like Jack Harlow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now Spain, he shits the bed in Spain, and like yeah. a lot of people don't even, do. They talk about Spain at all in it. They don't mention Spain. Right. And yeah, yeah, so like, the Spanish fucking hate him. And all, like, art, like, throughout history, it's like the French love him. He's the greatest guy ever. Even in other places in the world, he's like, okay. And then in Spain, it's like, what the fuck happened there that five years he was there? And it was just chaos. Because mm-hmm. what it seems to me, because his description to other people before he went there was, oh, no, it's a bunch of savages. They're far behind. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if it's because that's all that there was written about them at the time. Uh-huh. And so when you get there based off of writings and you go, oh, it's a bunch of savages. It's, this is going to be easy. In Spain? In Spain. And then you get there and they go, go fuck yourself. Uh-huh. And Spain fought them for five years and they, he still didn't beat them. They just fought for five years. Drained them. Yeah. Yeah. Because their citizens did like an uprising. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, no. Yeah. He really thought it was going to be like, I'll tickle your balls like right. everywhere else I've ever been. Well, you know. He was reading about the Spanish, and he was like, all the books are saying that they uh, show up seven hours late to everything and <laughs> play grab-ass with women. And oh, matter of fact, because I know you want to do an episode about this, and I saw this in one of the things I read. Uh, the first use of the term guerrilla warfare mm. was explained by what Spain was doing when Napoleon and his guys showed right. up. Right, really? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, That's it's the first like, time guerrilla warfare is like the the use of the word. Well, the like, they is, just come down and they act like monkeys. Gorillas. <laughs> they act like gorillas. <laughs> and it's like, the thing is, yeah, if you want to talk about Napoleon as an evil man, like, uh-huh. yeah, what he did in Spain, yeah. what he did in Russia, what he did in Haiti, most, you know, would be the most infamous example. But sure. 
the, the, and it's like, yeah, you could acknowledge. But Haiti, all... but Haiti is another thing where th- the fucking French, whoever ruled before him, yeah. they abolished um, slavery, and, mm. and so all these places that were French ruled, slavery was abolished, and then mm. Napoleon comes back and he's like, no, we're doing it again. Yeah. So consider Haiti, you're a free person, and now yeah. you're not because Napoleon's back. That would suck. That sucks, dick. Yeah. So he's great That's for the like French. That's like me going back to work at the moving company yeah. tomorrow. He's like the last person and the, really the only person where it was like, oh, the French are, are taking over the world. Yeah. Mm. And so that's one of the reasons they're also holding on to him. Yeah. Yeah. And it's um, so it's like, yeah, you can make the movie. You could make a smart movie that ultimately portrays him as a bad person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But this is not that movie. It's just like it doesn't even touch any of that. Mm-hmm. It's just like the thing is, you know, I guess. They spent two hundred million on this thing, and you right. want to have like a box office hit. But I think people who actually go and see a movie about Napoleon, uh-huh. I think you can trust them. They're like, I wanted the movie to be longer. That yeah. was my main problem. Like, okay. give me a three and a half, four hour movie, or even just break it into two movies. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. he he's lived enough life. Like him and Julius Caesar, I just don't see how you can do their story in less than three and a half. And right. that's the minimum. Like, right. ideally, eight hours. Mm-hmm. Ideally, 20 hours. You right. know, it's like the fucking ring uh, of Wagner. But yeah. Um, but so it's like, yeah, you can make that movie, but it's just Ridley Scott does not deal at all with, like, any kind of political shit. And, you know, maybe that's the choice you want to make to make a Hollywood movie, but I guess if you're going to do that, just give me the <laughs> fucking battles. Don't pick the right. guy. Because he started high schools, right? Which I'm, I'm still. Yeah. How do you hate the guy who started high school? Well, like, for you know, like just a few things Napoleon did, like abolished feudalism in most of the lands he controlled, which is why, like, again, he was. The monarchies that were against him were worse right. than he right, was right, right. Okay. in basically every case. <clears throat> and it's like, you know, he abolished feudalism. Yeah, and if you only watch the movie, you would never know that. You would never know that. You would think, like, he was the bad guy. Right. You know? Uh, he. Uh, he abolished uh, ghettoization of Jews. Yeah. Like when he, that. you know, came into Italy or wherever where Jewish people still had to live in the ghetto Look like since the fuck <laughs> <laughs> He set up the state of Israel. <laughs> <and laughs> everything that's happening in Gaza right now is yeah. actually his fault. Yeah, thanks a lot. Um but yeah, and like Scott was saying, he created a, a free higher education system for French citizens. Uh-huh. Free. I mean, yeah. so that made Everybody rich, and uh, not everybody rich, but that made a lot of people who didn't have money had yeah. money. At least some more egalitarian. But now, what I also heard is it's because at the time, right? Because it's not just one man changes the world, and mm. so at the time, France was doing so well because of how he was conquering that the reason they were also able to oh now introduce high schools and everybody gets to benefit is because they were sucking from everybody else. Like mm. it's like here, you yeah. know? Yes, we have all this money. Mm-hmm. Oh, why? Here's why. Mm-hmm. But damn, if I was French, I'd be the happiest person in the world. Yeah. 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 Oh, except women. And then that's the other thing. Some French oh, yeah. French women had more rights before him. And then he kind of rolled that back. And, yeah. And then you yeah. go, is that the whole his issue? Is that issues with Josephine? Because he wrote like a book on love. He was like, they need to be under constant supervision. Josephine. Because they. It seems like most of his letters, like I think one of the reasons they also focused on Josephine is they have published books of his letters writing to Josephine. Right. Yeah, they uh, they mentioned that in the movie that uh, her family sold uh, his letters to her. That's after, how it happened. Wow. After uh, after she died, didn't he like tell her not to bathe when he was? On that, yeah, that's a letter. He says, "I'll be home in three days. Don't bathe." Yeah. Nice. Now, do you think that was "Don't bathe" because I I like it, or "Don't bathe" because I want to make sure you aren't fucking anybody else? Oh, I think probably he liked it. Yeah. 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 They like they like Roquefort cheese in France. <laughs> they like a lot of smelly stuff. <laughs> 
like a Roblochon. There's like a French, wherever like the French kings lived for a while, wasn't there no running water forever? Versailles. Versailles, Versailles right? No running water. I don't know about that. I mean, and I one s- of the kings claimed to have only bathed like a few times in his life. He like would brag about it. He's like four for me, and they were like, "Shut the fuck up!" He's like, "I only washed my ass four times." They're like, "You're the coolest!" Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Every <laughs> time I wipe my ass, I go, "I need to wash that." Oh, I know. Yeah. If you're the smelliest guy in France, they make you king. <laughs> Just the most French person in the country. <laughs> Smelly and racist. <laughs> if you if you draw the Prophet Muhammad in the yeah. stinks a lot competition, <laughs> do they have him going? To, <laughs> the annual stink off. They show him losing to Russia. Um, yeah, they, they and it's yeah. like they condense it so much. Where it's right. uh, another thing. So he invades Russia in 1812, and he has. There's to, a director's cut apparently that's like four hours that's long. The, it's I, the one everybody wanted. Well, exactly. That's, <laughs> that's where I, all the money went. I heard fucking Ridley Scott in interviews say that there's a four-hour cut of the movie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, you should have just released that. I yeah. want to watch that. Yeah. Because you know what I want to know is there a place in Hollywood where they have like a, a dead horse warehouse <laughs> where you just rent dead horse? Because there are so many dead horses in this movie. <laughs> How do they like do that? How do they make that effect? Um, yeah, I guess it's, it's CGI, though, actually, oh, CGI. you know what, I, uh, I, I have this on Blu-ray, yeah. because they released a Criterion uh, collection version of it, but um, in the Soviet Union in the 60s, they made a War and Peace movie, mm-hmm. and they actually, like, recreated these kind of Napoleonic battles, but they were able to use, like, 20,000 Soviet soldiers, yeah. so they have just, like, these incredible shots, like, wide yeah. shots of, like, yeah. battle formation, you That's know, awesome. it, all dressed up in, like, Napoleonic uh, era yeah. uniforms and such but that production is infamous for having killed the most horses of any movie in history <laughs> no, really because they just fucking they really killed horses on that thing Damn. when you watch it yeah it's like the milo and otis of uh the soviets <laughs> the braveheart uh extra features were all about how they didn't hurt any horses yeah, mm. yeah. they were like no it's all bullshit we can do it don't worry it's, it's like, good oh, good good yeah we yeah. <laughs> just have to lie about that <laughs> yeah it's like they? all the horses went to live on a farm upstate mm-hmm. yeah yeah, that could but be with a fun Russia, job it's for like, me to show up with a U-Haul full of dead horses. Hmm. I'm like, you're a dead horse delivery from Racine Moving LLC. <laughs> um, but yeah, oh, we should mention Vanessa Kirby was the actress who played Josephine. She was good. I, I think she did a good job. Yeah. Oh, does he lay in her lap? I heard that happen in real life. He would he would lay in her lap. Have you ever laid in your girl's lap? I've put my head on my girl's lap, and you know, mm. but I've never sat. Like on her, and yeah, been cradled like that. See, I could do that. I don't like to be vulnerable around my wife. Really, yeah. emasculating. It's a little emasculating. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, you, you really, cry, you've never cried in front of Deb, and like you know, like once. Wow. Yeah. You know, if wow. you're a man in this world, you really only got yourself, huh? Yeah, you <laughs> the woman you, yeah. the woman you will love most. Yeah. You're just twenty four seven on. <laughs> don't <laughs> give her the ick watch. <laughs> yeah, right. You just don't want her to fucking not think <laughs> of you as a. Fuckable masculine man. Exactly. You just yeah. have to pretend you have your shit together, twenty four hours a day. You want to ask her for some help so bad. But no, that's like that's gonna think that's I'm fine. A... You didn't text me back. I wasn't. I'm not mad and obsessing about this. I don't have emotional needs. I don't actually. I didn't even notice. What you didn't text me back for six hours? It's not a not like I can. I'm busy. Yeah. I I, I don't even care if you're alive or dead. I don't even like you. Yeah. That's what women like. I didn't. Uh, I didn't read War and Peace, but you brought it up, and I have heard that Tolstoy like goes after Napoleon in a, in a way that a lot of people 
um, agree with, where it's like he basically says um, he is a fucking he isn't the guy you think he is, and it's just he was the face mm. of, um, of obviously of you know not one man makes all these bad decisions, and not all one man makes all these good decisions. He was the face, and uh, we shouldn't look at history that way. Yeah, and again, he wrote War and Peace. What like. A few years after he died, if you think about it, right? If he died in like 1850, War and Peace is what? 1860, 1870? If you, anyone wants to look that up? Uh, well, what I'm saying is yeah. it's like within the time of you could kind of look back and Napo- get a frame of um, <coughs> Napoleon. Napoleon died in the 1820s. I know that. He died in the 1820s. Yeah. And then, uh, okay, and then, okay. When was War and Peace written? Probably like 1850s, 60s. Yeah. So that yeah. is enough time to be completely wrong about a guy, too. Well, that's but he's in Russia, and I guess Russians have a different take on Napoleon. Yeah, so it's like I totally understand Russians, and you know, I'm not trying to say Napoleon is a good guy. Yeah. Like I don't want to get into these kind of good guy bad guy no, dichotomies, no, yeah. which is like so much of fucking Hollywood and Disney is like, is it a good guy? Is it a bad guy? No, I want a movie that treats me like I'm an adult. Yeah. Which Do you is, think they were afraid to are, show good things he did in yes, that movie? Yeah. People are multifaceted, mm-hmm. and it's you know even like honestly, downfall masterpiece. By the way, mm. that humanizes Hitler more than this movie humanized Napoleon, mm-hmm. and that doesn't mean it portrays Hitler as a good guy. Far from it, but it it allows you to kind of understand. Mm-hmm. It allows you to watch, and it's you know very historically accurate masterpiece. Mm. I love Downfall, mm-hmm. and it's like that's kind of. You just want a movie to treat you like you're an adult, like you're an intelligent person who's like been alive, you've met and you've spoken with people, and you can kind of, if you watch a movie, if it's written well and acted well, you can kind of have some sense of what it was like to be there and to deal with those people. Right, right. It's got to be hard to make a historical epic, though. Yeah. I just imagine it's, uh, I'm almost wondering if people are being too hard on the... War and Peace was published in 1867. Okay. okay. Um, but yeah, no, and it's like, like I was saying, yeah, there's, there's, there's legions of, of criticisms of Napoleon. Like Beethoven would be a great example. Beethoven was a great man. He dedicated one of his uh, symphonies to Napoleon. Wow. And then when Napoleon crowned himself emperor, he crossed it out so violently, he <laughs> broke the page. He ripped the page. <laughs> no shit. Because, yeah, Beethoven supported the French Revolution mm-hmm. and the idea of a republican form of government. And then Napoleon, to kind of get in with the Catholic Church and some of, like, you know, he started out kind of against these royal families, then he brought some of them on side, then they turned against, you know, it's like kind of goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. But to kind of get the, the Catholic Church and the royals on his side, he has himself crowned emperor. And that, of course, like, it's a middle finger to the French Revolution, to the whole idea of a republican form mm. of government. Right. And so, yeah, Beethoven crossed his name out so violently he ripped the page Interesting. of the symphony he dedicated to Napoleon. Interesting. So it's like, yeah, there's... Napoleon was not a good guy, mm. but the movie just made me... It made me annoyed because I know enough, not uh, certainly not all, not even that much of the history, but I know enough to know that things are far more complicated than they were portrayed in the movie, right. and there just wasn't really any nuance at all. Right, right, right. There was that thing at the end where they were like, these campaigns, and they listed all the deaths, mm-hmm. which is kind of like, I don't know, seemed a little biased. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they should uh, they should blame the British for all those deaths, because they wouldn't yeah. accept his peace treaty. Right. Well, when I was a kid, I always confused Napoleon Bonaparte and Benedict Arnold. Mm. Okay, um, and I think probably one, not a very one common because thing, I'm but dumb, but two because I think it's just they get shit on like crazy. 
uh-huh. by the cult. Like in even in cartoons, I go uh-huh. Napoleon. Like I picture this tiny little fuck, you know, uh-huh. who Bugs Bunny is making fun of. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he got a shit, you know, shit reputation. I mean, sure. I never thought he did yeah, anything I, yeah, okay. Right. Yeah, I yeah, literally never, never yeah, thought he did like point. an okay thing in his life. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, to find out that there's like a lot of he was never and a lot of like terrible, but like yeah, yeah. But how do you deal with those weird moments in history where, like, things are thrusted forward into the future, mm-hmm. right? But uh, all these dead people are, are you know, left behind. Like, how do you get to talk about it and go, yeah, he's sure. awesome. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Like, um, I guess if, uh, if, if, like I do, you spend a lot of time, you know, in uh, leftist Twitter circles mm-hmm. or just left, you know, leftism online or whatever, there's this concept of uh, historical progressivism which is the idea that it's not supposed to be a value judgment, though it's usually used as a value judgment, but it's the idea that like certain uh, events or people uh, move history in a progressive direction towards socialism. Like, that's the whole... Like, uh, mm. the big theory of socialism, communism, is that capitalism, you know, replaced feudalism, so it was progressive. We mm. are progressing from feudalism to capitalism, and then we will inevitably progress from capitalism to socialism to communism. Mm-hmm. So events are kind of looked at in a historical nature of, are these historically progressive, setting us on the pathway to socialism, communism? Mm. So there are people who will say Napoleon was historically progressive because... Wait, so you're saying you want to share our podcast <laughs> revenue with, with other podcasts? <laughs> With a bunch of Guatemalan guys? Yeah, yeah. You want a, a joint dictatorship of the proletariat of oppressed nations yeah. to come in here? There's going to be like seven... I'm sorry, you want Jake Flores to get some of our Patreon money? <laughs> There's going to be seven Indonesians in yeah. the podcast studio. Well, there is. I mean, we all pod- we're all podcasters. We're all entertainers. He blocked me on my alt account. Keep, oh, he did? Yeah. That's funny. The one that I used to spy on it. Yeah. Well, other people who did have me know? blocked. Yeah. I don't know how he found it. Was it a mass block, maybe? Yeah, maybe. He blocked me so he could talk shit about me. That's very annoying. Yeah. Anyway, keep your, not Jake, like, keep your fucking hands out of our out of our pockets. And it's not like we ever did anything to you, all right? <laughs> yeah. It's not never, like we, yeah, we never did shit to spent you. Spent seven episodes it's, on it's this. It's not like we had blind loyalty to Nick Mullen, no matter what. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Just randomly. It's not, it's not like we worship Nick Mullen like a god. <laughs> Let him... <laughs> Validate every. <laughs> it's it's not like we're like some sort of uh, hangers-on at a private yeah. school with Nick Mullen being the lead bully and us being his sort of uh, lick exactly. spittles. Exactly. Tormenting the the kid that he decided to pick. We're on. like we're like the three guys from Greece, and he's uh, Danny Zuko. <laughs> it's not hey like Nick, that. that's really funny. <laughs> ah, it's awesome. We should if we have him on. We should just do that. just yeah. every time he says <laughs> yeah yeah anytime he says a joke yeah get him God, Nick that's so funny Nick you're you rule dude <laughs> um yeah but um I forget where we were well anything the- about his um. Because I feel like as my kids getting older. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. The historical progressivism yeah. thing. Yeah. But the, the idea would be, or the argument has been made by people smarter than me, mm-hmm. that Napoleon, because he like destroyed feudalism in all these areas, because he knocked over all these kind of ancient monarchies and sort of opened them more up for like more kind of modern capitalism, more kind of modern liberal democracy, he kind of advanced history mm-hmm. in the direction. <clears throat> Because that's the other thing is they all say, or you know, Marx and others say that uh, it had to. You have to have 
industrial capitalism. Mm -hmm. And then when you have industrial capitalism, then you get the working class, you know, the proletariat in the factories and stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they will kind of grab the levers of history. Okay. And then this is, you know, the the Russian and the Chinese Revolution didn't. But that's quite the first thing because we started off like socialists, right? When we were, were all in tribes. I mean, yeah, like that that would be you know a pre-capitalist formation mm -hmm. or yeah i mean like hunter gatherers i guess uh they don't really count that stuff it's more yeah. just kind of the yeah, ten thousand yeah, yeah. years of written history right because you get yeah 95 percent of human existence you know uh, 200 Isn't that annoying years. though because the indians they were also they just shared everything well it's like you share with your tribe right so you have your gang of like 20 to 50 or you know however many people are yeah. in your your little band right. and yeah you share everything communally and there's no like private property because you're on the move mm -hmm. like you just can't have like a permanent dwelling mm -hmm. um and you know there's like horticulture where you like you do have like permanent dwellings but it's like a much more communal thing it's like partly hunter gatherer partly just you know but anyways that's you know, neither here nor there the point is of the 10,000 or so years, or 5,000, excuse me, 5,000 years of written history, approximately, that we have. You have your pre-capitalist formations, and then you kind of keep going, and then you get to feudalism, then you get to capitalism, mm -hmm. and then the idea is, <clears throat> the arguments made that guys like Napoleon are kind of, by bringing uh, society into the direction that it needs in order for there to be a working class revolution, they are bringing it towards, they are historically progressive towards socialism. Right. And what was Prussia? That was like Germany? Yeah, it was like one of the German states because it wasn't a united country until uh, Bismarck. Okay. But Prussia's always been like militarily like the um, one of the most fearsome and dominant European powers. Mm. Like when the Japanese modernized, they, they kind of sent representatives around uh, to all the different like European countries and also the United States and stuff to just try to figure out like, okay, like the Europeans and the Americans, they have better militaries than us. Who do we want to study? Mm -hmm. And they decided to study the Prussians. Mm. And, you know, like in the American Revolution, uh, uh, Prussian soldiers were used um, by the British, but also like uh, Prussians trained the American soldiers. You know, mm. So it's like they have a very long history of like a very strong military rep reputation. And Napoleon kicked their asses, which mm -hmm. is another thing he has going for him. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, yeah, he lost in the end, but whatever. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Oh, did they do him trying to go to Russia with all them dudes and then uh, getting there and they burnt all their shit down? Yeah. Yeah, they... But it's like... It's, it's such just, a great plan, right? It's so condensed. It's just like, you know, yeah. and it's like the Battle of Waterloo, which they end with, it's like... It's actually, it's done decently well, but it's just like, you just didn't have any buildup, you know? So it's mm -hmm. like, it just, the movie is so kind of schizophrenic on like where it wants to like condense and where it wants to kind of just let the scene breathe and right. let you kind of get absorbed in it. And right. so it's like, you do kind of start to and get it's so like, much of just him and his wife. Yeah, it's so much of him and Josephine. And like, again, not all of that's bad, Yeah, but it's just, okay, you only have two and a half hours and half of it is like, you know... The plot of like Sleepless in Seattle with the Joker in it, yeah, just like a really dark take on Sleepless in Seattle, <laughs> yeah. where he his mom makes him fuck an eighteen year old. <laughs> like what? Why was this in here? <laughs> and like the thing I was telling John, she's a single mom too, Josephine. That's kind of cool. Yeah, she's a single mom. You no, know, he like 
dude, I totally get. I do like there should be more romances about men loving ran through women. Yeah. This is like (laughs) the main thing we need to fix is this fucking incel low body count nonsense. Nonsense. It is nonsense. It is nonsense. It's fine to have a slutty girlfriend. Right. As long as it's in her past or it's in her past or you just kind of pretend when she didn't pick up her phone for like. Yeah. Her Miami vacation. Yeah. Oh, she was with her friends. When she was in the Dominican Republic on a because it was boat day. And that's when she didn't answer her phone. You just kind of pretend. She didn't post on her story, neither did any of the girls that, that she was on the trip with. No, it's the yeah. Sam Cooke line. Just tell me yeah. it's not true. It's It'll not be true. all right. Yeah, yeah, right. And that's that's a real man right there. Right. Napoleon, Sam Cooke. Mm-hmm. You just if if you're not getting cucked, you're you're kind of a cuck. Yeah, honestly. you're gonna get cucked. Everybody gets cucked. Wait, so they What's really the- don't show that 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 woman that he was dating. It was like another officer, um, a, another officer's girl, and he sent him away to go deliver a message, and then the British intercepted it. And when the guy got back, they don't show all that. Um, no, I mean. So- Napoleon was with this woman in Egypt, and uh, and then when when the guy returned, she was like dressed up like Napoleon, and everyone was like calling her Lady Bonaparte and shit. And it yeah. was this guy's wife. And Napoleon yeah, yeah, was yeah. Like, when yeah. when Napoleon was in Egypt, he found out that his wife was fucking this yeah. other officer back in Paris, mm-hmm. and that's portrayed in the movie. And you know, this was like uh, in the underground papers in Paris, like this kind of stuff was gossip. It was known. Mm-hmm. So Napoleon finds out. Um, that his wife's fucking another officer, so he fucks one of his officers' wives uh-huh. while he's in Egypt. Uh-huh. Yeah, and that the the latter part of that is not portrayed in the movie. What they instead do is they have him like leaving Egypt to go back to Josephine because in the middle of this military campaign, which actually like his real reasons for doing that were you know much more kind of Machiavellian, yeah. which is he knew because he was like had a you know a, a military command in Egypt and he knew the political situation in Paris was deteriorating like the fucking the people who lived there were frustrated with the government and also they were about to get invaded so he knew like oh if i get out of here and i get back to paris there's actually going to be like very good opportunity for me to move into a position of like actual command or like yeah take over the government which he eventually did yeah have you ever heard that tupac <clears throat> song where it's like there you there you go acting like a ho <laughs> It's a good song, but yeah. but not um, you got to outgrow that song <laughs> and accept that you're gonna. I like I like Tupac smart songs like "Wonder Why They Call You Bitch." He <laughs> <laughs> just, <laughs> just rags on some woman for being <laughs> ran through for like three different verses. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, and then you know, like all the song that's on what uh, all eyes on me. Uh-huh. So it, he he just like all the songs. Well, go he, to like, he was like twenty three when he died, right? He's twenty five, I think. Like you don't really, which learn is not crazy. To be, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. like just musicians tend to like I, they seem so much more you know wise for their years. Yeah, you know, and they all die by twenty seven. And you listen to this music, you're like, this is the most relatable thing anybody's ever written. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Another thing in the movie, which I told Johnny this was fake, but it might have actually happened, is they have Tsar Alexander of Russia mm-hmm. fuck Josephine, I, and yeah. and then you know Napoleon being mad about this, and it's like that's just a rumor. But it's like basically what happened is the first time Napoleon gets exiled is eighteen fourteen. Mm-hmm. So um, the Tsar Alexander of Russia, and you know he was allies with Napoleon, but then he wouldn't like enforce the blockade against Britain that Napoleon was trying to blockade Britain. So Napoleon invaded Russia. So they were allies. Then they become enemies. And there's like a thirty second scene of them like 
having a conversation and being friendly Mm -hmm. and that's like all the build-up you get and then just like later he just comes back and like is banging josephine but it's like in real life he did like after napoleon was defeated the first time he did kind of parade through paris just kind of like how napoleon had paraded through moscow and apparently him and josephine became friendly and talked about art there's rumors there's no evidence they actually fucked but you know it might have happened but um uh what I thought was interesting is that Josephine, the last, she died of pneumonia during the first time Napoleon was exiled. The last uh, public appearance of her was actually meeting with Tsar Alexander in order to beg him to let her go to Elba to be with Napoleon. Hmm. Yeah. And like, and you know, the, the rumor is that she actually caught cold and died because she was like wearing kind of a revealing outfit hmm. to try to like. I think the French, the French are gossipy. I think that's what's It's happening. true. That's a very big part of it. Because another thing they said, like Josephine would tell, talk a lot of shit to people about Napoleon. But then you look into Marie Antoinette, who my whole life, again, I thought like, oh, rich, um, out of touch. Mm-hmm bitch basically mm-hmm. and turns out a lot of that was just made up too where it's just like oh yeah she doesn't get it she just doesn't get us poor people and mm-hmm. then you make up a bunch of stories about it right and then you meet a bunch of french poor people yeah and you're like ew yeah yeah but it is nice like you know napoleon's uh last word was josephine i mean mm. what did he say like france uh army command josephine something like That's that cool. he's yeah. just like listing his favorite things <laughs> i guess so, his yeah. final words yeah. It's kind of nice to... That was his, a name of his sled, too, though. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, it, it is interesting where, I guess, it's a reductive thing to say all politics are sexual politics, but a lot of them are. Like, mm. I noticed that, you know, I posted, like, or one some guy in my replies posted something about, you know, you remember the hostages getting released, and, mm. like, the some of the women were, like, being very friendly with the Hamas guys? Yeah, yeah. So some guy in my replies, like, got an AI-generated, like, Pixar love movie yeah, yeah, <laughs> between, like, yeah, uh, yeah, an yeah, Israeli yeah. woman and, like, the hospital <laughs> bed and the Hamas, and Hamas guy. guy. And, like, Israeli Twitter found it, and they just freaked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah. And it's, like... And that's, it's exactly the same thing, you know, like segregation era South, like mm. the entire idea of a fucking black guy fucking a white woman. Sure. It's the exact same thing that Israelis have with the idea of a Palestinian fucking an Israeli woman. Yeah. It makes them insane. Yeah. And it's like, good. and so you do, well, you do kind of realize it's like, yes, a lot of politics is sexual politics. Uh-huh. It's this idea of like... The, this insecurity about being cucked or whatever else. So it's yeah. like, yes, I'm sure Josephine was a big motivating factor in Napoleon's life, but yeah. and certainly her story is relevant. Well, Israeli guys, it's it's a shame that nobody wants to fuck them because they're just so cool when they go into Target <laughs> and they go, why is, why is this Telus got else? Why is this Telus flag, you piece of shit? My, all my whole family is hostages. Have you noticed they do that? They they all say that their their family or the hostage the hostages are their family. Have you noticed there's they lie like that? Well, yeah, I mean they lie about everything. They yeah. were saying that girl who's the hostage was 15, and it's yeah. like one of their fucking official government accounts said she's 21. Yeah, and a bunch of people were calling me a fucking pedophile for talking about this girl because they're like, you're talking about a 15 year. Yeah. She's 21. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> They lie all the fucking time. Anytime yeah. Israelis lie all the time about everything. Yeah, about everything. About everything. It's so weird because I have a friend of mine who's uh, who was a little pro-Israel, and she even said some stuff about the October seventh attacks, where I was like, I don't know if that's. She said her her friend lost some kids, mm. and I I was like, Are you sure? 
Like, uh, can she I see also, some death certificates? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who needs, uh, can I get some photos I'm of the just, bodies? I'm just saying, but I wonder if it's just a part of like Israeli culture that they do that. Yeah, deceiving um, the goyim. She also told me that if her friends in the IDF knew that they were bombing hospitals, they would put their rifles down in protest. <laughs> 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 so, yeah. Such bullshit. Yeah. Anyway. Do you guys want to join us over on the Patreon? We are going to talk about, uh, I guess, more some of Napoleon's military strategy. We'll talk about uh, Sarah Silverman, did a little interview. Oh, I got a good teaser. um, Is that that uh, fucking Congressman Richie Torres was tweeting about me this week. That was great. This is one of the craziest things that's happened to me. Very interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll talk about Richie Torres and him tweeting about me over at the the Patreon. That was awesome. And also, Truck Boys Moving is the best moving company in the New York City area if you need any... uh, Moving services, furniture assembly, uh, clean-outs, junk removal. Uh, they are a 14-year um, uh, company that uh, is great. So shoot them an email today. Yeah. Truck Boys with, that's truckboys with a Z, moving at gmail.com. Um, oh, Just yeah. Just f- helping my friend out with his. It's very kind of you, Mike. Mm-hmm. You got to charge. The- <laughs> uh, what was I thinking? Oh, yeah, the, um, uh, the movie. Yeah, I would say my. I don't. Would you recommend it, Mike? Napoleon the movie. Um, if you have a kid and you don't only get to the movies once every two years, I would say pick something else. I think. Yeah. I was a little disappointed because it's like I don't get to go to the movies that much, and I was like, oh, this is the movie that I saw. But I like. Yeah, I. I don't know. I, I liked it not knowing anything about about Napoleon. Yeah. Um, I like that scene where he. Says the British, he's like, you think you're so great because you have boats. <laughs> but some people told me they found that annoying. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, you know, comedy, it's either funny or it's annoying for right. the attempt. Sure. Um, but yeah, I would say if you can see it for free, go see it. I wouldn't spend $20 on this thing. Mm-hmm. But the four-hour cut, I will definitely watch the four-hour cut. Maybe he can... Uh, that's what happened with like Kingdom of Heaven was another Rid- Ridley Scott movie. Mm-hmm. It got like... It was kind of garbage in the theatrical cut, but the director's cut's pretty good. Oh, yeah? Yeah. So it's certainly possible. Anyways, Patreon. All right, patreon.com slash Alfred Smokes. We'll see you over there. Have a good night. Uh, God bless. Bye-bye.